Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. What do you see, dude? I see the Vegas Cup. That's right, because we just did our Vegas draft. For any new listeners, Mike and I do a draft before every season. We draft all the teams in the NHL except for two. The San Jose Sharks are not drafted, and one team that we determine to be undraftable or the worst team in the NHL. Right. Whoever has the Stanley Cup champion has to, or whoever has the Stanley Cup champion gets a free trip to Vegas, courtesy of the other dude. And we've been doing it for three years, and I've won three years in a row. (laughs) That's right. And I don't see that streak changing anytime soon. I don't know, dude. I think, actually, this year... I chose not to pick first That's right. this the, year. The, I think the parody is is good. Right. I was really hoping you weren't going to take Chicago first because that's who I would have picked if I <laughs> went first. Yeah, that and, was. I think that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, it, like, it completely is a no-brainer. I, you took Boston and L.A. next. We'll yeah. recap the whole thing for everyone. Because we did that one year on the show, and it <laughs> was possibly the most boring five minutes of radio ever recorded. I took the Penguins, which I'm not happy about. And in retrospect, I, I wish I had taken Tampa Bay. But really, I would still take Pittsburgh. I, I just I feel like Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think the only thing that make gives me some comfort is that I think Jim Rutherford may gut the team to try and win this year mm. to save his own job. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, they may really try and make a push, and the Metropolitan is bad, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. know they've got a shot. Anyways, dude, we still have one more pick. You that's have right. the last pick. I and have the last pick. People are on the edge of their seats. I can tell. Are you going to pick the Sabers or the Flames? Who's going to be left out, dude? Dude, the yeah. team that will be the final, the twenty eighth selection in the Dudes on Hockey Vegas Cup will be yes. Buffalo. I okay. Buffalo. That's who I would have picked too. So there you have it, the dude. The flames are just balls, and everybody they knows it. Are terrible. They are Curtis Glencross's balls. <laughs> they're just, they are. They're just so bad. All right, dude. Well, we've got you know some sharks news. We've got that awful Kings preseason game to talk about. Yeah, yeah. My Doug Wilson was on NHL Live yesterday. We can try and project the roster, and then we've got our season preview. This is a mega episode. And we have emails. That's right. Where do we want to start? Well, I think we should start with uh, the emails, I guess, uh, just so listeners know that there will not be a podcast next week. Mike's going to be out of the country. That's right. So this is sort of our mega episode, dude. And also, I we've gotten a couple emails and a couple of... Uh, request to renew the fantasy league. I know we covered it last week, but to re- recap, reiterate, we will not be running a dudes on hockey fantasy league this year. Um, if you guys want to, and, and ladies want to organize amongst yourselves in a dudes on hockey comment thread or something, and someone wants to start a league and invites other people, that's great. Go ahead and do it, but we will not be running a league this year. That's right. So, uh, okay. So let's go to the emails. We got some nice kudos from Mitch. Thank you so much for that, Mitch. Uh, there's the fantasy hockey email. Um, let's see if there's anything here. Oh, uh, 
Uh, Tracy says it's, Tracy's a staple on the show now. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I love her too. Uh, he says it's exciting seeing Goldovin, Tierney, and Gaudreau making some of the fringe veterans sweat, and it looks like Mueller is a lock. And who even paid attention to the Taylor Fadun signing? Is it Fadun? I think it's Fadun. It's Fadun. Yeah. Okay. Fadun. As in Matt Irwin is Fadun. He is Fadun. <laughs> Kids turning heads. We'll talk more about the roster in a minute, but thanks for the email, Tracy. Um, Alex says, as far as the LA game goes, Couture's line was the best on the ice, and many times it was out against Kopitar. Alex also thought that Thornton was great at shooting, but horrible at passing, and he had a goal and a few more quote-unquote shots. So why don't we start with the Kings game, dude? You were there, dude. I was there, and it was terrible. Um, this is a preseason, dude. I understand. And, you know, like I've always said, preseason games really don't mean much. There's a lot of players missing from both teams. But it was a little disheartening seeing the Sharks as outclassed as they were, uh, which was uh, kind of disappointing. But it doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot because there was a lot of guys out of the lineup. And, you know, this you saw a lot of the stuff that you would normally expect from seeing a bunch of guys that don't normally play together miss passes, you know, just sort of sloppy play all around on both sides, but the Kings just seem to be more together. So if this preseason game means nothing, then how come after the game, Tom McClellan basically said, we weren't really ready to play this game. And right. then Logan Couture, possibly our future captain said, this game is a wake up call. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. That game was a wake-up call? Was the, yeah, not the four, not the uh, losing four straight in May. That was the wake-up call. That wasn't the wake-up okay, call. Okay, thanks for the clarity there. Yeah, it, was the, it was the preseason game against LA that's the wake-up call. Yeah, that, I, gotta, I will stick by our statement that preseason means nothing, but that certainly doesn't make me feel very good. No, it's not, it's not invigorating. But if, if we're going to talk about that, then we need to talk about Emily's email, who is taking us to task saying, this summer, it was hard to listen to your podcast because of the negative tone you took with the team. I stopped listening after the break that you took in July, but recently started listening again, skipping through the shows where the negativity was so thick you could cut it with a knife. Thankfully, some other listeners have told you just how depressing your shows have gotten, and I sense at least one of you is trying harder to find a silver lining. I read you're both expressing how you feel but you risk alienating listeners who don't feel the same way as you do for more upcoming shows. Can you try harder to find something positive to say, dude, be positive, dude, dude. I will say this. If we had been putting a sugar coating on this situation, I think we would have been getting emails with the opposite <laughs> right. opinion. Don't you guys understand that this team <laughs> is in terrible trouble, et cetera, et cetera. Emily, we love the Sharks, and there's no doubt about it. And when the puck drops next week, we're going to be 100% behind this team. I just think that, unfortunately, this is the way that we feel. And, you know, based on things that happen and, you know, the loss on Tuesday night looking yeah. very familiar and the wake-up call, quote-unquote, quotes coming from the new leadership – it just doesn't feel like anything's different. But I am ready for some hockey, dude. Yeah. And I am fired up. And I am declaring 
a ceasefire on all negativity tonight, dude. We are going to be positive. I challenge you to be positive dude. the entire rest of the night. Dude, this isn't a pep rally. Dude, this, we're not running a Sharks pep I rally here. I want you to be positive. And if you say a negative thing, I'm going to give you... What? That's right. A TT Twister. <laughs> dude. For everyone. No. You can't even reach me. being negative now. <laughs> dude, no. Dude. No. Dude. I, I understand... I understand Emily's feelings, but uh, the reason why we do this podcast is we try to be honest about how we feel about the Sharks. I don't mean to bum anybody out, but I'm not going to try and put a a nice uh, tidy bow on a situation where I'm not super uh, encouraged by the the latest moves the Sharks have made. As you said, of course, I want the Sharks to win. I want everybody to play well. I want all the, the young kids to come out guns blazing, who we'll talk about in a minute. But unfortunately, I don't really feel like the Sharks are competitive with the top teams in the West, and I'm not going to pretend like I think otherwise. So, Emily, I do appreciate your comments, and I hope we haven't lost you as a listener, but I understand if you think we're being too negative. So, there it is. Thanks. We want nothing more than a I told you so email from everyone when we win the Cup. Yes. There's nothing I would like more than that. We will drown ourselves in beer celebrating... Oh, yes. As you all yell at us, we told you so. And we will love every moment of it. We want to be wrong. Well, dude, uh, Doug Wilson was on NHL Live right uh, yesterday, and he got a little interview from a uh, friend of the podcast, EJ Raddick, who we really should have back on. Although he's working for the league now. I don't know if he can go on lowly podcasts anymore. <laughs> he was only working for that's true the NHL Network or I don't know. before. I don't ESPN. know. He was pretty down with the dudes. He's got a shirt. It's true. We did give him the shirt. He might be down with it. Anyways, uh, the message that was coming from the brain trust was clear, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, quote, we will be one of the youngest teams in the league, and that's the phase we've committed to. And he continued to reference the 2003-2004 San Jose Sharks, Mm -hmm. which were the first year of Doug Wilson's tenure. And they made some big sweeping changes they did at the end of the year and they did in the off season in the beginning of that season. So just kind of recap what happened, dude. And you tell me if this sounds familiar, the team that season rotated the captaincy. There was no captain. Yep. I do remember that until they gave it to a 24 year old Patrick Marlowe mid season. Mm -hmm. Could you see that happening this year? Of course. Yeah, no one's wearing the C now. I could see the season being started with all assistants, which other teams have done in the past. I could certainly see that, and and they could wait a significant amount of time before they put the C on anyone. He mentioned again on NHL Live how this process started a year ago. Murray gone, um, Clo gone, now Boyle gone, Brad Stewart gone. If you look at what they did in 2003-2004, Solani was first on the team in minutes for forwards. Marchment, third on the team in minutes for D. Nolan, the former captain. Dan McGillis, Sundstrom, Mika Kiprasov. Yep. All gone in that offseason or at the end of the season before. Also familiar. Yep. Danfoos and Ricci, veterans, stalwarts, they averaged two minutes fewer a game in 2003-2004 than the year before. Could you see that happening this year with Marlowe and Thornton? Uh, it's it's possible. I think it's less likely than what we saw in 03 and 04 because I think uh, Joe and Patty sit at a higher stratosphere 
higher strata than those players did in terms of league skill. I mean, Joe is still one of the best passers in the league, still will be near the league, probably the top 10 or top 15 in points every year. Marlowe, likewise, it's a lot harder to, to cut minutes to those kinds of guys as opposed to Damfus, I don't think was in the top 10 or 15 in points that year. Uh, the year before he was, yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, I think he was top five. I mean, really? Actually, yeah. Oh, in points on, 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 sorry, not in the league. We're talking about the league? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about the team. No, I'm talking about the league. Oh, no. No, dude. No. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, a 23-year-old Jonathan Chichu yep. went from 11 minutes to 16 minutes a game. Right. Who's that player this year? That player could be Tommy Wingles. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think. I, I think they're going to give Tommy Wingles a lot of looks. Uh, I think the last I heard went with Goldobin looking a little shaky against the Kings. I think they put Wingles up him up there and they brought Goldobin down. Um, I think Tommy Wingles or or maybe Matt Nieto. I guess it could be either one of those guys. How about Tom Pricing? This guy came I don't out think of we nowhere. We had Tom Pricing on the current roster. The Tom, oh. but Tom Pricing came out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. And uh, he played 18 minutes a game in the regular season. He had 19 points. He later was traded in a three-way trade that got the Blackhawks Marty Havlat, if you remember that. Remember we got Mark Bell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark so, Bell. So, dude, who is the Tom Pricing, the random defenseman out of nowhere? Well, it could be Fadun mm-hmm. or Mirko Mueller, who I think actually Kevin Kurz had possibly the best... Um, uh, the best uh, possible description, which is unspectacular, but at ease, I think is the way Kevin Kurz uh, described him. I mean, he's invisible in the best possible way. The guy just doesn't rattle. You don't see him like doing a Duncan Keith or Drew Jaddy trying to trying to weave his way through the neutral zone with the puck. But he never seems to be out of position. He never seems to make a dumb mistake. I certainly haven't seen him make one. He always seems to be, and he can he can use his speed. He's got plenty of speed. He can get back, you know, get getting chased, you know, tough fifty fifty uh, pucks. He's winning and things like that. I think, I think he's a lock to make this team at this point. I, I can't say he's been impressive, whatever that means, but uh, he's certainly been solid, which is really tough to do as a very young defenseman. So he deserves a lot of kudos for that. That 2003-2004 team had Scott Parker, had Scott Thornton, <laughs> yeah. had Todd Harvey, dude. Right. Do you see a pattern? <laughs> I think I do. I'm starting to see a pattern now. We have the John Scott. We have the Mike Brown. We got the Andrew Desjardins. We got all these guys. This team it's made insane. the Western Conference Finals. <sighs> yeah. I. I. God, that would be awesome. So... I don't know, Emily. Does that light your fire? I'm not sure, but uh, you're getting me excited. I got, I, I got to say, I, get me a little excited. I, I think it's clearer now. I mean, just based on this little bit of you know analysis, very minor that mm-hmm. I did. That I mean, he's trying to recreate a blueprint here that was successful for him ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know if you can say the formula works just no matter with, with what well, players, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, not. This is a different group of guys that had all kinds of different problems, I think, than the other team did. But this was the plan. And will they actually go through with the plan to keep this team young? Like he's 
saying mm-hmm. on a national level. Are they really going to cut and demote veteran players to keep younger guys, dude? Let's take a look at this roster. What uh, do you think? Yeah, I, I, going back to another thing Curtis said, I think, yesterday or today, which is hard to disagree with, he thinks for sure Burrish is not going to be here. He thinks unless something crazy happens, Burrish is going to be a casualty, and they're going to start somebody else. Yeah, and I think that they should. Right. I think he's got two years left on his deal. He's mm-hmm. untradeable. So you send him down, you're going to eat the entire cap hit, but for the Sharks, it doesn't matter. Right. You send him to Worcester, and, you know, unfortunately for Adam Burrish, it appears that his NHL career is basically over, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to be that guy who is playing in the AHL and making a million, a, a million, two million and bucks. a half. Yeah. So um, no one's going to take him on waivers. Now, Tyler Kennedy's another story, and I think he's hurt. He's hurt right now, which could mean they just put him on IR. Mm-hmm. If he was healthy, what do you think happens with Tyler? I Kennedy? don't think he plays either. I don't you think, think they... he gets set down, or he's an extra forward. I think he's extra, or they try to trade him. You, if you send him down, I think someone will claim him. I, God, he's making a lot of money. Yeah, dude. but there's some there's some teams that have cap space that could take him. Wouldn't you say that he's a possible person that the Sharks would say we'd take, we would pay fifty percent of his salary for you to take him? Yeah, if we could get a fourth, you can do that kind of stuff now with the CBA. So yeah, I could see the Sharks doing something like that. I, I guess the the we I were so optimistic anybody... about that experiment, it just didn't work out. So that'll be the key decisions here. What other veterans do you think might be in trouble? Um. I think Matt Irwin's on the outside looking in, although you can't really call him a veteran, but I think he's on the outside looking in. I would definitely put Fadun ahead of him at this point. Are they going to subject Matt Irwin to waivers? I think they have to. They want to send him. So you think they would... Well, I know, but do you think they would do that? I don't think they do that. Yeah, so what does that mean? They're carrying eight defensemen? Yes. Wow. I, the way I did it on Cap Geek, I think the Sharks are going to carry 24 players. That's what I They think. can't. You can't have 24 players in the How many roster. players can you have? 23? 23. Well, then I think they're going to carry 23. <laughs> Pretty sure it's 23. Well, actually, you know what? I was counting Tyler Kennedy. So, actually, it's 23. Yeah. If they if they IR him, okay. then they'd carry 23 and they'd carry 8D. And the, um, the decisions they have to make are... With these young guys, mm-hmm. Goldobin, Goudreau, and Tierney. Let's mm-hmm. go through them one by one. Goldobin. Well, he didn't look so good against the Kings, but he looked good in the other games. The The question is, that we've seen with other players, can you give him consistent top six minutes? Because if you're putting him in the bottom six, he's wasted, and you need to put him in Worcester. So right now, it looks so good at the beginning. I think he's not going to be on the roster on opening night. Does he go to Worcester, or does he go back to junior? How old is he? 20? 21? Mm, he's only got, is this his last year? I don't year? know. I don't know if he's got a year of eligibility or not. I guess... I mean, you can't bring him up again from junior. I guess you send him back to junior. I think if you could, you do. Yeah. I mean, and you just go, well... Although, unless... I mean, if you think this kid is close... Right. Then maybe you don't. I mean, maybe you send him to Worcester and let him play with men and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they think he's close, then maybe you, you do keep him with the ability to bring him up. Right. 
because it's not like they've got a lot of skill players down there hanging around. They already cut Terrace off. Freddie Hamilton was cut super early, which mm-hmm. is I, very disappointing, actually, that he's been passed mm-hmm. already by players like Barkley Goudreau, yep. who has got to be the surprise of camp Absolutely. so far. Without a question. I, I think he might make this team. I think I think Tierney has a better shot. I think they're going to take both of them, dude. You think they're going to take both of them? I think they're going to take them both. If, if if Doug Wilson's... I'm not so sure about Gaudreau. I think Tierney they might keep. If Doug Wilson's running around saying, we're going to be the youngest team yeah. in the NHL, well, then you're not going to be the youngest team in the NHL if you keep Tyler Kennedy or Adam Burrish and you send down Barkley Gaudreau. That's a good point. I guess that is sort of foreshadowing that, that those two guys could make the team, and it's hard to argue with it the way they've been playing. It, I could see a situation where the bottom six is very fluid mm-hmm. and is different on a nightly basis depending on who we're playing. You're yeah. going to play the Kings. That fourth line is probably going to be John Scott <laughs> yeah. and Mike Brown and Andrew Desjardins. Right. But when we play the Jets at home, that fourth line could be Ty McGinn right. and Chris Tierney and Barkley Goudreau. What about McGinn? Is he going to be on the opening night yes. roster? Yes. So all those guys. Yeah, I I have thirteen forwards making the team, dude. I mean, I I've yeah. got Burrish going down. I've got Kennedy on IR with Shepard and Torres. Araya Hayes does not make the team because mm-hmm. I think Araya Hayes. You, you take him. That's such a. I find it to be such a boring pick. Like I mean, I mean, I, it's kind of. It's a little. It's me- John it's, McCarthy. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm you like, know? it's a little mean, but he's sort of John McCarthy. And we haven't seen enough of him to truly pass judgment on him, but I haven't seen anything from him that gets me excited. Where with the other younger players, yeah, I mean, Goudreau had a hell of a year in junior last you year. Know, you know, and unfortunately, I've been pulling for Taylor Doherty. It seems like even though he's had a pretty decent preseason, he's going to be the ninth guy. He'll yeah. probably get uh, sent down. So we're in a situation where Braun Burns, Demers, Hannon. Mueller, Vlasic are your starting mm-hmm. six. Are they going to keep Taylor Fadun as the seventh guy? Or is he going to play? They've even threatened that he would play over someone else. Is yeah. he going to play over Damaris? He plays over Hannon. Well, Hannon, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to count Hannon. Did I count Hannon? I thought you did. Eh, he's going to play over Hannon. So then yeah. Hannon's the seven. So does Matt Irwin get waived? Yeah, I think Matt Irwin might be the eighth. Wow. So. I think they would carry him and let him rot. If you carry all 23 of those guys, you've still got like over $8 million in cap space. Right. So you got room. So you got room. So they can do it. They can just fill up the active roster. Yeah. I mean, you don't lose Matt Irwin. Right. I just think, not that he's been good, but you can't risk right. having him. It's sort of like risking Jason Demers two years ago. You kind of don't want to do that because there still could be some upside that right. we haven't seen. So how do you... How do you I, how do you feel about taking all these kids? I'm actually really into it. Me I too. Because because I mean, this is what we talked about early in the summer, right? And and when we answered that questionnaire for uh, Penn's initiative, they said, you know, what do you think this team should have done differently? And we both said this team should have gone all in with the young players. And you know, obviously they couldn't trade Thornton or Marlowe, but they really should have tried not signed Scott, not signed Hannon, and really gone with the young kids. And it looks like they're really kind of doing that. So I am I have no complaints. Yeah, I I think it's the right way to go because 
we know what it would be with the other guys, which is meh. Yeah. You know, it's meh. It it's nothing special. And you know, the two kids that they gave chances to last year t- look like they might be special players. Right. Hurdle and Nieto. So if Goudreau and Tierney and Fadun and Mueller can be anywhere close to that, mm-hmm. then maybe we will have a 2003-2004 on our hands. That would be it's great. It's putting a lot of pressure on those kids to produce, but that's our projected roster. Okay. Dude, we do a season preview. I think we're... Uh... We're doing okay on time. Let's try to try not to take too much time. Come on, on dude. the full season. Come preview. on, dude. Gets too long. No, dude. people love it, and they, we're going to be gone for a week. All right. They also hate us. Right. People hate us. All right. So now we only have four divisions. So let's start with the Atlantic Division, dude. Boston, Buffalo, Detroit, Florida, Montreal, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, and Toronto, uh, in alphabetical order. That is. Um, well, the Bruins are yeah. Is there the cream are, of this. is there anybody who's going to even challenge them? Do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think Tampa Bay could challenge them, dude. I mean, I thought it was interesting that um, I can't remember who they were talking to on Merrick versus Wyshynski, but someone was saying they were getting a little nervous. No, it was Craig Custance. I'm sorry on ESPN. I'm saying he gets nervous about how everybody loves a certain team. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you feel like it's being set up for wild disappointment, and. Tampa Bay seems to be that team this right, year that is right. like kind of the sexy pick. You have to get past Boston. The only team in that division that's proven that they really could do that is Montreal. Yeah. But the Bruins are still, even with losing Iginla, uh, they are still the class of that division. No question. I'm worried about if they start trading guys like Johnny Boychuk that I think they've got to find a way to hang on to him during this season, but they're not going to be able to add, you know, like they have. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, Buffalo, I do not think is going to be as bad as they maybe had hoped they were going to be. <laughs> and I think I uh, dude, I don't think they're even going to be in the bottom three in the NHL. And I, I think they're going to miss out on one of those three oh. players, you know? <laughs> yeah. They signed too many veterans. And, and I, I think that, Ted, Ted Nolan's not there to lose, right? Right. You've got the wrong guy. That's true. For tank He's not mode. just going to lay down. You've got the wrong guy for tank mode. And they brought in a bunch of leaders. They're going to regret signing Brian Giotto, who's going to rah-rah them to 26th place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, one of the weirdest uh, spots looking at the Vegas lines when we did our draft was how high Detroit was. Am I... Am I no. underestimating Detroit still? Here? I think you I are. Don't, I don't see how Detroit is a contender. It's here. a health thing, dude. It's a health thing. Yeah. If, and Dotsuk's hurt again, right? So mm-hmm. if they're healthy, I think their young players last year were proved to be pretty good. I mean, the Kaiser's good. Nyquist is good. Tatar is good. Uh, Sheehan's good. Yeah. I mean, they've got some good young players. They've got a good goalie. I think if they um, and Stephen Weiss cannot be as bad as he was last year again, right? Careful with that. <laughs> you gonna put money on that statement? No, I wouldn't. Well, I do have them in the Vegas yeah, Cup exactly. pool, and and they were a team that I wanted. Actually, I think that they could be in a situation if they get to the playoffs and they're healthy. Babcock's last kick at the can, maybe in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It could be a 
very dramatic situation for them. I I'm not down on them. I'm I I think they're kind of parallel to the Sharks actually. You yeah. Know? I mean, in terms of they're still dangerous and maybe a little underestimated. The rest of the division is nothing too special. I mean, Montreal did better than I think a lot of people expected last year, but I think they're really going to regret trading away a lot of their leadership group. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that that was for a team that is on the up. I mean, sort of the opposite of the Sharks, right? right. I mean, the Sharks blew it. Montreal made it all the way to the conference finals, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. And they trade their, or they let their captain walk and Gianta, they trade away Daniel Briere and they force Josh Dorsis out of town. Right. It's just strange. Yeah. I, 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 I thought it was weird. I think they're going to, I think they could be in for a little bit of a, of a dip of a dip. You know, I, I think Florida is a little bit of a sleeper. A little bit. Only in that when you have a motivated Roberto Luongo to maybe show everybody right. that he's still good. And their D is not bad. They've got some young players. They signed, you know, old talent tricks, right? So yeah. signing a bunch of role players. They could... They could sneak in there, dude. I don't see them even sniffing the playoffs, but they're not going to be embarrassing. All right, Uh, dude. The Metropolitan. You don't want to talk about the Leafs, dude? The Leafs are going to be entertaining. (laughs) Great puck possession. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Best Corsi in the league. (laughs) Or, oh, wait, no. They're the worst Corsi Uh, in the league. Wow. (laughs) Who who knew? Yeah. Uh, And when David Clarkson isn't fighting people and getting hurt, you know, they they can they can put him on waivers. I know. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, Metropolitan Division was pretty bad last year. Is it going to be any better this year, Dune? Um, no. I mean, I think <laughs> I think the best teams are in the Atlantic. Yeah. It, it, I think the thing that's interesting about the Metropolitan Division is that it it kind of is after Pittsburgh, who I think is, you know despite their playoff woes a regular season juggernaut and still will be right. Um, I'm just mad. You took the Rangers. I think the Rangers are going to win this division. I don't think it's going to be that close. Gosh, dude. I, I think they are They're on the up. I don't agree with you. They're on the upswing. No, I don't agree with you. I think that they, they are thin down the middle and I think they're going to have problems scoring goals. If Rick Nash is like he was last year, they could be a borderline playoff team. Wow. I I like I love their D. I think their D is maybe the best 6 in the league. In, in the league. Yeah. With, with maybe the with best Lundquist. Goal. They only need to they only need to score right. two a night so, to win. Right. And that might be what they <laughs> they yeah. do. Might be what they end up doing. So, but they got enough scoring power. They got some guys who can score. Yeah, I I think they. I, I mean, I, I'm glad I have them. I'm, I'm I wanted them for D. I definitely wanted them. I I like them over Pittsburgh, but I and I would have taken them with the next pick if you didn't take mm-hmm. them. But anyway, um, ah, uh, we had a great debate about this what? in the uh, in the draft, and after hearing your reaction, I, I realized I could have waited a long oh, time. Oh, you could have waited a long that. time. I never would have taken Washington. But, but I, took I have Washington. taken Washington so many times. But and dude, I get killed every time. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> what is so different? It's the same morons. No, 
the same group of morons I, over there. I think it's not the same group of morons. They have a new coach who actually knows what he's doing for the first time. You think Bruce Boudreau didn't no, know what he was well, doing? No, well, no, dude. Bruce Boudreau knew what he was doing. Yeah. And he but couldn't even get that then, team going in the but same direction. I think that they, the roster they've put together, they have a bunch. I think Trotz is going to get the most out of guys like Ward and Brower are actually going to play like they should be playing. And this the, could be a this could be a John Tortorella situation in no. Vancouver. You think he's going to? Yeah, I'm sure uh, Backstrom and o- Ovi are going to be super excited to play defense. I don't think that. I don't think it's going to be like Torts where he's out there like throwing pucks at their shins while they're nude. You know, <laughs> I don't. It's not going to be like that. that. I think that this could be a possible resurgence for this team. They've got a new GM, a new coach. They seem very motivated. I think they overpaid for Niskanen and Orpik. I think their contracts are a little bit out of whack, but I do think they're good players. I think they're mm-hmm. going to help this team. Um, I think I think they're going to make the playoffs, dude. I, they're my they're my sleeper pick okay. in, the, in the Metro. I anything I else with agree. these teams, dude? Carolina is total totally terrible. Yeah, they're balls. Columbus without Ryan Johansson, right? Oh now. yeah, yeah. No Nathan Horton, no Boone Jenner. That team is <laughs> yeah. went from promising to terrible. Yeah, yeah. The Devils, come on, they're t- they're just bad. The Islanders interested. The Islanders at all? are way more interesting you know? than any of these other teams. I mean, their and last Philly year... is so bad. Like, in, <laughs> they have like no defense. Yeah. I guess you hear that. Um, what's his name? Uh, the the Finnish defenseman. Who am I thinking of on Philly? The guy that I'm a big fan of. I can't. Who's Mark Streit? No, 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 he's Swiss. Uh, Dude, sorry. Um, who Kimo Timonen. Kimo Timonen. He's like out forever. Oh. Yeah, I think he had in like a blood clot. He had right? blood clots like in his lungs and stuff. Oh. Like he's probably done. Like oh. done, done, done. Like career done. Oh, not yeah. like done, huh? He's not. <laughs> he's not done. He's just done, done for the NHL. Not done. Like oh, okay. Done. I I'm still not following this conversation, so I'm just gonna move on <laughs> and pretend I understood what you just said. Uh, so you like so, the Islanders over the Flyers? I do. I think I like the Islanders over the Flyers. Although well, the Flyers, clearly, I have them both. They they clearly. I think the Flyers clearly have better offense, but but their defense and goaltending is so bad. Yeah, that they're sort of like the Edmonton of the East. The Islanders have also. If you're looking for good stories, last year in Long Island, you know, moving to Brooklyn, teams being sold, that team and that community. I mean, it could be one of those situations where. When they if they get into the playoffs, they could be a nightmare situation mm-hmm. for somebody. And you know, Gar Snow will start selling body parts <laughs> to get players. Yeah. Oh yeah. To make that kind of a run. All right, dude. Uh, in the West, the Central Division. Um, well, Chicago was the clear consensus number one overall pick. Is there anybody who's who's the number two here, dude? I know a lot of people. It seems like a lot of people think Colorado is kind of of a sexy pick. I don't think I'm necessarily on that bandwagon. No, um, I think they could miss the playoffs. And I know Minnesota was was pretty high up. Yeah, uh, and they were tied with the Blues um, in terms of uh, at least Vegas odds. But I still think St. Louis is a better team. I the question for both these teams is goaltending. It's right. that's the question. Mm-hmm. And you know St. Louis. I, 
I I think Paul Stastny's overrated. Like I I, I don't think I do he's gonna make that big of a difference. You know, the Blues would have been better if they had gotten Joe Thornton. You know, not Paul oh, yeah. Stastny. Now, right. not for that deal, but right. like if Joe had gone there, if we had traded Joe there, like they would be better. Mm-hmm. Or if they had even gotten, I think. Uh, I mean, if they had gotten Ryan Kessler, that would have been right. even a better right. situation. But, I mean, the Blues are always dangerous. I just, you know, it's sort of like that when they They're get, not quite as scary this time. No, I around. mean, like, what, what, why are you scared of them? Like, yeah. you know that when you well, get... Well, because they always win. They always beat us. They, but in the playoffs, yeah, not so much. Right. You know what I mean? So... Really disappointing last yeah, year. Yeah. Um, are you not a big on Dallas? Because I think Dallas is a little up and coming here. But I, I don't, like they're, they're not good enough to, to really I like challenge. Dallas. I do not like their D. I think their D is 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 bottom half of the league. Gonchar's hurt now. Mm. You know, Goligoski is fine. Right. You know, Trevor Daly, Brendan Dillon. I mean, these guys, they're not bad. It's just... And Kari Lettinen always gets hurt. Yeah. And then always. you look at their backup situation. So now they're going to give it to, to Lindback. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. So another guy gets hurt. Um, I think it's going to come down to Dallas and Colorado for a final playoff spot, and I can the, see that. Yeah, the Avs. I also i I don't like their D. Any team that feels compelled to give Brad Stewart a two year contract extension before he's even uh, played sight a unseen. moment, yeah, for your team is that's not good. No, it's really not. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm happy for Brad Stewart, but I. Any team that makes that deal. Not not good news. Don't get it. Um, I think Nashville's going to be a little bit better than people maybe think. How the hell do you figure that? Well, I mean, they don't... They're going to be in La Violette style. I think the reins are going to be taken off a little bit. And they have some more skilled players. You know, Ribeiro, James Neal. That makes them better. Mm. All right. I know we hate... Mike Ribeiro. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last year. I think they'll be interesting. All I'm right. curious to see what happens there. Winnipeg's terrible. And we haven't even mentioned Winnipeg, and we don't need they're to. Terrible. Um, so who's going to win the Pacific, dude? Is it going to be Anaheim or L.A.? Because a lot of people like Anaheim. And Anaheim definitely got better with Kessler. And they yeah. took a flyer on Heatley. And, you know, it, it's probably the worst that could happen is that he doesn't play at all. He only got a million bucks and nobody cares. I'm going to take the Ducks, dude, just because um, I'm not saying they're going to come out of the division in the playoffs. Right. I think in the regular season, they're going to be a little bit more motivated to win the division as it might be hard for the Kings to, I mean, do they care? Right. (laughs) I mean, they know they can get into the playoffs as the sixth seed and take the whole thing. Right. So um, I'm not sure how motivated they're going to be. I don't know if they're going to, you know, be riding their main horses into the ground. Right. You know, for the whole year, probably see a lot of guys have their ice time, you know, scaled back. Mm-hmm. So they're not getting worn out. So I, I think the ducks and they always have the, the ability to make deals. I mean, they mm-hmm. are always making deals and Bob Murray, some of them are terrible. Some of them are great. So, right. If he hits another good deal on that team, you know, the Ducks have potential to, to make some noise, you know, as much as I dislike them. I mean, honestly, I think the big question of this division is going to be San Jose and Vancouver. Agreed. It's, it's like, how are these teams going to rebound from, you know, 
the changes? You know, is, is Vancouver going to rebound from a terrible Tortorella experiment? I think they are. Yeah. I think they will, and I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't it, think they have the horses. I don't know if they necessarily have the horses to make the playoffs, but they're certainly not as bad as they looked last year. But this team really isn't that different. They're just two years older than the team that was very dangerous two years ago. With no Kessler? You're saying Nick Benino no Kess- is going to... That's true. No Kessler. But... Uh, is Edler gone? Edler's still there. Their D is basically intact, except for Jason Garrison. Right. So... Yeah, you've got Bonino in Kessler's place, which is not a fair you trade. Know, trade. Yeah. But also another team that would have the ability to maybe make yeah, a deal. A deal mm-hmm. to if they were playing well, I think Willie Desjardins is going to be very motivated. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with this team. You know, and, and Ryan Miller, I mean, he had a really bad year last year. Yeah. And was kind of labeled a reason why the Blues flamed out yeah so he's gonna be motivated too to, mm-hmm. to play well um, vancouver might be better than people think arizona and calgary or arizona and edmonton dude who's gonna be better edmonton i think arizona is gonna be terrible really they're dave ter- tippett always seems to manage to get their that team all so toe in the line though their roster is so bad it's bad but somehow yeah, they can I do it this is this is the end. I'm not saying it's going to be entertaining hockey to watch. I'm this saying is, somehow he finds a way to make those guys respectable. This Maybe is not it. Good. You can play it at the end of the year. You. This is the year that the Tippett thing in Arizona. He's goes. finally reached the the, yep. the limit. It's done. He's fired. It's over. They're going to fire him. I think they he's, will do. He's basically done everything possible. I know, with but nothing. I think sometimes the thing runs its course, and their roster is terrible. It's not his fault. I hope he gets fired. It's a good coach. He could probably be a better coach somewhere else. Yeah, it's true. Their roster is so it's bad. And Calgary is just shameful. Well, Cal- well Calgary wants to be bad. Right. They want Connor McDavid. Of course they do. Right. They they want Jack Eichel. They want one of the main three kids, and right. they're going to get him. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're going to get him. And, and they're, they're not going to have any problem with that. They're doing it in a way where you know they're going to be playing a lot of young guys. I mean, they're going to be playing young guys all year. The danger with that is that they get used to losing and that they feel like crap. Right. I mean, with Edmonton, you know, did the additions that they made, guys like Benoit Pouliot and you know Nikita Nikitin and Mark Fain, you know, are those is, <laughs> none of those guys excite me at all. Well, I know, but like they they didn't need high-end guys. They these signings didn't need high-end really, guys to do what? Well, I know, but these these signings weren't these signings sort of made after the you know analytics. I mean, they brought in the analytics guy, right? Yeah, they did. And Ty- so Ty- after, Tyler Dello, the guy. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm these smell like analytics moves, right? Yeah. These are not. Right, marquee names, but they maybe are steady guys who are going to help right the ship. I mean, I, I keep waiting for Edmonton <laughs> I know. to just kind of figure it out, right? And keep and, waiting for them to actually get some decent D and goaltending, and then finally be able to support all those young offensive guys. Well, maybe Fane and Nikitin will be maybe just sort of the anonymous kind of guys that will just step in, do the work, and maybe, make it happen. Yeah. Will they be a joke or will they be? Oh, this I don't has got to be. They're the, not going to be a joke, but I think they might still be. I think this is one of those teams that certainly the fan base and and certain people say, yeah, th- these guys could be like a contender for a playoff spot. I don't see it. I don't see. I don't. They're not going to be close. No, I I would say it, 
They're fifth in the division. Okay. Dude, Sharks in the playoffs are out. I think in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in. Uh, but they're going to be low seed. They'll be like the four or something. You think they're going to be a wild card? Uh, y- now remember, it's the three teams plus the right. two top teams after that. So no, I think, I think they're going to be the three. I think they'll beat Vancouver in. <laughs> but it's I, gonna be cl- I think it's going to be close. I totally agree with you. And this is why. Because the hockey gods would have it no other way yeah. than to have the Sharks and the Kings play again. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the playoffs. Lock it in, dude. Yeah. It's happening. Kings, Sharks, in the spring, a rematch. It's, it's destiny, dude. Oh, yeah. It's destiny. Uh, All right, dude. We'll see it again. All right. So, are we ready for the season now, dude? Ready to go? I'm excited. I'm I, excited, I, too. I'm, you know, seeing the guys out at Levi's Stadium today and, you know, smiling and getting ready for the outdoor game and... You know, I I just I I'm hopeful that that first game on October eighth mm-hmm. in L.A. that they can find it somewhere within themselves to go out there and win that game. I think I know it's just one game. Dude. I know, but I you know want, it's just one game. Yeah, you want, but them it to is more it. than one game. Yes, I, I really agree. think it is, and it it could be a great thing. Or it could just make everybody feel like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the same old crap's happening. Here we go again. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be motivated by that. I'm feeling good, dude. Okay. I'm feeling optimistic. Emily, are you hearing this? Yes. I I, I don't know how, but it's happening. Yeah. Dude, I'm ready. I'm ready for the Someone season. Someone call up Tracy. I want to hear what she says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the season, dude. Ready for Sharks. You're ready, dude. Well... I'm ready to, ready or not, here we come. Sharks Hockey will be back after Mike returns from his whirlwind European tour. <laughs> and the Sharks will be in, in wonderful position playing all road games. Wee! Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.